Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Infinite Crypto Cruisers. Hey there, folks. My name is Brad Varnell, YouTube channel. And today I am so excited. I have an amazing guest that I'm going to be bringing on here in just a moment. I just want to give him a quick introduction. This gentleman, Josh Thomas, is an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, used to be a music teacher, and now he is the owner and, and a CEO of The Do Zone. He helps entrepreneur, entrepreneurs break through and have, have massive success in all areas of their life by kind of helping them dissect where they're not making the most out of the time that they have. He hates the word busy, and uh, I am just excited to have him on, on the show and welcome him to the, the, the YouTube channel. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Josh. Hey, awesome. Glad to be here, man. You know, I interviewed a guy. Uh, I'm not prepared. For this quite yet but i interviewed a guy who had his own intro music and it was pretty epic and i'm like man i need to do that but it just happened so i i'm gonna i'm gonna work out getting my own intro music so so we can i can get a i'm gonna get a hype man too awesome man i love your i love your lighting man you got a beautiful studio there thank you yeah appreciate it amazon yeah, amazon, amazon prime man nice. that's my that's my addiction of choice Awesome, man. Well, go ahead and, and introduce yourself. Maybe tell the viewers a little bit about you, where you're from, and you know, and kind of what you're up to these days. Yes, yeah, certainly. So I live in Austin, Texas. I'm an entrepreneur, and uh, I am a consultant for uh, service-based businesses and coaching companies. Uh, I help uh, companies like that increase their sales and profits by building systems and strategies. And uh, what I've noticed over time is there's a there's a heck of a lot of people out there that really need help taking action. And I had in one stretch, I had the same conversation uh, over several years. I had the same conversation about 3000 times. And okay. when when you talk to that many people about the same thing, you start to notice some trends about humanity and human behavior. So I went in and started dissecting how people behave and and really getting to the bottom of what breeds procrastination, uh, what keeps people in their comfort zones, what pe keeps people from advancing their careers. And really, that's what the do zone uh, that I created. That's what that's all about. Awesome, man. I love it. You probably would agree with me when I say that success leaves clues. Indeed. You know, that's that's one of the things that I love about this show. I love having a diverse, uh, you know, set of guests on. Um, you know, obviously, this is a YouTube uh, cryptocurrency investing channel. But I've found through my life that if you don't get this right first, all of the money in the world isn't going to save you. And in fact, a lot of cases, if you don't have this right, money can ruin you faster than 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 not having it. So I love having people like you on the show that have, you know, had some massive success, but that have also gone through, you know, an incredible journey. And I'd love for you to tell us, myself and the viewers, a little bit about, you know, how you went from being a music teacher and, you know, kind of struggling in life and, and not really where you wanted to be to turning things around, you know, and becoming, you know, almost losing everything, but turning things around. And how did, how did that turn into you being a successful entrepreneur and real estate investor? Yeah, certainly. So uh, uh, I got a degree in music 
in the early 2000s. And uh, I really I really enjoyed being a teacher, uh, but it uh, there was something about it that was just it was very fulfilling in some ways, but it was very limiting in others. Um, and so after five or six years of that, I, I burned out pretty hard and uh, it was time to walk away. And so I uh, I thought that real estate was going to be the answer. And so I got my real estate license. And for those of you that are keeping track at home, uh, I got my degree in 2002 and I taught for six years. And so uh, I got my real estate license right in July of 2008. And uh, that I had no skills, uh, no sales skills whatsoever. I had no job security, no backup plan. Uh, and at the time, nobody, literally nobody could qualify for a loan and nobody could sell their house. <laughs> so uh, that didn't go very well, man. Uh, the, the good thing though, is it forced me to look for another solution. Uh, and so I turned to the internet and typed in something really stupid, like how to make money online or something like that. And I didn't get the answer. Um, but what I did was I got some introductions to a new path and, um, you know, I, I'm not going to yada, yada, yada over the best part, but, uh, several years of building the foundation, uh, probably about 10 years, actually, it took me to finally make that payoff. It took, I, I learned slower than most. Um, so about 10 years after I started that journey, uh, you know, something hit and from there, the trajectory went up and, uh, that's, that's a little bit about uh, where uh, where the crypto thing comes in, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I also see, you know, that you're really passionate about creating a movement for entrepreneurs. And, you know, I'm just curious, what does that mean to you and why is that so important to you? Man, entrepreneurship is a bunch of people living on their own islands. Everybody's isolated. Everybody's lonely. Everybody's a little bit bored and kind of lost. They're, they're, they're probably got sun poisoning from laying out on the beach too much, you know. And what I realized is since we're all living on our own islands, it's, it's hard to really understand uh, that the path that we're going down is very similar to the path somebody else has gone down. We, we feel like we need to figure it all out on our own. Like we're the first person to blaze this trail. And my movement is very simple. I want to put everybody together because we are stronger together. There is no such thing as competition. And the only competition is what's happening in between your ears right now, which is keeping you on the sidelines. It's keeping you from taking action. And there are some scientific reasons to that. And there are some psychological reasons to that. Uh, and my goal is very simply to educate every entrepreneur to help you understand this is how you operate. This is how you tend to want to get stuff done. And uh, there is a better way to do that uh, as long as you're aware of it. But the first step to really dominating and crushing your goals is being aware of what's what your goals actually are and what's keeping them from getting accomplished in the first place. And a lot of times that comes down to the fact that you're just not doing the things you need to be doing. And you can take responsibility for that. Um, but let me show you why 
so that you can make some little tiny changes in your life and your lifestyle and your your rhythm and your process and your strategies so that over time you can start building that future that you're looking to build. Amen. I love it, man. I really resonate with what you just talked about. I can think of many, many, many times in my life where one of the biggest mistakes that I made was not asking for help. And I've, mm. you know, and I've, I've learned that lesson the hard way. And I've also kind of noticed that, you know, kind of on the side note, I think it's kind of interesting. It seems like women, a lot of times can blaze a trail and build a successful business faster than men. And I think personally, I'm curious to get your take on it. Do you think that that's possibly because they get out of the way of the pride and the ego a little bit easier than men and they're able to ask for help where men want to do everything on their own? Do you think that has anything to do with it? Hmm. Uh, well, that's certainly interesting. Uh, I don't I don't know that I've heard that perspective before. Uh, uh, I would say taking maybe taking gender out of it uh, per se. Uh, I think that there are certain men and women uh, who tend to want to be alpha leaders and figure things out themselves. And they're, they have a sense of pride in not having to ask for help. Uh, right. And I think that that could go either way. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a, a tinkerer, an improviser, a figure it out as you go type of person. The, the important thing is that you're aware of that and that you can harness it and understand that there are strengths that come with it. And then there are weaknesses that come with that as well. If you are the person that just kind of like grabs a machete and starts chopping away at the brush, okay, you're, you're going to be out in front. You're going to be leading. You're going to be the first to figure things out, but you're probably also going to be the first to get bit by a snake. Uh, and so it's a double-edged sword, man, or double-edged machete in this case. And so, <laughs> Being able to harness that and understand that there is a push and pull and everything requires balance uh, is is really the key to success. And, and man, I got to tell you, Brad, this has come up so much over the last couple of weeks. I feel like the universe is is really talking to me. I'm not like a super woo woo kind of guy, but I've had so many opportunities to talk about opposing forces and striking a balance between them. <clears throat> and here's another example. If you're the kind of guy that just blazes trails and goes and figures it out on your own, there are opposing forces at play. You get to lead from the front, but you also get to be the first one to deal with the consequences of leading from the front. And so you have to balance between those two things. There's good and bad. There's always a pro and con, and there's always tension between the two. And so how do you strike that balance on what end of the spectrum do you need to balance yourself so that you can move forward safely, but also continue making progress. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love that a lot. Uh, real quick, I just want to go over to the chat real quick. I want to thank you all for being here. I want to say hi to my dad, Bob Barnell. Thanks for being on the live stream, man. This guy been supporting me since the moment I came out of my mother's womb and has never stopped. He's always here for me. And then, of course, my wife. Uh, thank you, Deanna. She always reminds everybody, hit that like button, hit the subscribe and share. I love you so much, babe. Thank you for being here. Dilemma. Yeah, man. Good vibes. Thank you for being here, Dilemma. We got Moby Sage in the house. Thanks, man. It's okay that you missed the first seven minutes. You're going to get the most important stuff now. 
We got Cowboys of Crypto, man. This is one of my my good close friends. This gentleman owns a crypto YouTube channel also. So for those of you that haven't subscribed to Cowboys of Crypto, go check him out, man. We just spent a fun weekend here in Vegas for a CNFT convention that was in town. He flew in from Florida. And man, we had some amazing times. Thanks for joining the stream. And uh, we got, uh, well, Moby Sage again, love this JT, big lessons there. Yeah, man. So for those of you that, you know, are here from my community and you're wondering, hey, why, what's going on, man? Are you going to talk a little bit of cryptocurrency? What, what's going on? We are going to talk some cryptocurrency because one of the things that Josh and I found as we got to know each other is that we have polar opposite kind of cryptocurrency stories, if you will. So I think this would be kind of a fun time to kind of get into what we were talking about last week. Uh, you know, some of your experience that started back in, you know, late 2017, the beginning of 2018, and just kind of tell the viewers what happened to you with crypto and, and, and you know, and, and just, you know, I, I love this story. Yeah, you got it. So as I mentioned, uh, there was about a 10 year climb to, to get somewhere. Uh, with, you know, being an online entrepreneur and all of those sorts of things. And so I, I built a career up uh, working for an internet marketing consultant. And that time was coming to an end. I actually ended up getting fired, uh, but not for any crazy thing. It was just, we were just going in different directions and neither one of us really wanted to pull the plug, but it needed to be pulled. And so the, pull, the plug got pulled on me first before I could do it, which is fine. Um, and then I had to figure out, well, what am I going to do? And so uh, fortunately, I had built up a little bit of a network. And so I reached out to my network and I said, hey, I'm unemployed. <laughs> what do you got? And um, a handful of conversations later, uh, I, I get on the phone with an old friend of mine who is putting together a, a crypto conference. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know Jack about crypto, but cool, whatever. Um, do you need help with that? And he said, yeah, you know, cause he knew I had built up some skills and sales and, uh, and I understood how marketing worked and that sort of thing. And so he brought me on to help him fill this conference. And so I jumped in and, um, did some podcast interviews for him and talked to some people on the phone and, and, and helped him organize the event. Uh, and all the while I started learning about crypto. This was roughly September of 2017. And so Bitcoin in early May of that year, I believe was somewhere around, I don't know, 3000 bucks, two, two or 3000 bucks. And then by September, my memory is fuzzy. You could guys can fact check me on this, but, um, by September of that year, it had it had crept up to about eight or nine. And and that's when I realized, like, dang, man, I feel like I'm missing the boat here. <laughs> I should probably get into this thing. But I'm a super cautious guy. And so we keep working. The conference is filling up. You know, it's it's a big deal. You know, like tons of people are coming. Um, and and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Uh, and around December, I'm like, all right, I've waited long enough. You know, Bitcoin had gotten up to, I think, $19,000 or whatever. And so I started investing in some, some altcoins. You know, I'm getting on Reddit and seeing what those 
those guys are talking about. I'm like, well, that seems like a good idea. And, you know, so I put some money in here. I put some money in there. And then one day I made like a thousand dollars in 24 hours. And I was like, holy shit, man, this thing is awesome. You know? And then the next day, like that thousand dollars was gone. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this shit sucks. <laughs> and so we're, we, we, we're driving towards the conference. Um, and Bitcoin, like hit their hit its kind of pinnacle in January of 2018. And it started going down a little bit. The conference was in February. And uh, it was huge. There was like almost 2000 people there. It was ridiculous. And uh, then we had the conference and it went pretty well. Uh, I ended up getting in an argument with one of the speakers and, and that that kind of turned sour real quick. You know, I'm, I'm being purposefully vague about that. But uh, anyway, the conference was a success. Everything went fine. Uh, and then Bitcoin just tanked. It like went off a cliff. And uh, we had <clears throat> we had sold this big mastermind that was based on crypto. And we were going to bring in a bunch of big name guys to talk and kind of get together and, and talk about best practices and that sort of thing. And so... Uh, we filled those seats up and uh, due, due to a little bit of some kind of weird issue that came up, we ended up having to cancel it. And so we never actually launched that mastermind. Everybody got their money back. It was fine. We never actually launched that mastermind. And then a month later, Bitcoin was like back down to, I don't know, like two or $3,000 again. And it was like nothing ever happened except everybody lost all this money and if we had been done, it was like a blessing in disguise, man. If we had been doing this mastermind, we'd all be standing there holding these huge bags going, all right, well, what the hell do we do now for the next four years? You know, and that would have been really awkward. And so I'm, I'm almost grateful that that mastermind didn't go through, but uh, I got burned because I invested, I had the FOMO, I waited too long and I invested at the very top of the market. And then crash crypto winter you know and so i had you know i don't know it wasn't a gigantic amount of money it was like ten thousand dollars or something ten fifteen thousand dollars invested and all of a sudden it was worth like eighteen hundred i was down 80 plus percent so i'm like screw this man screw crypto and <laughs> i just let it ride and i didn't do anything with it um, and people started talking about, well, you know, I'm going to invest in Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's stupid, man. You guys wasting your time. That's bullshit. You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I never paid any attention to it after that. Cause I was jaded. Uh, and then it got up to like 60 K <laughs> and, and if I had just bought like, I don't know, two of them, <laughs> I'd have a hundred thousand dollars right now. Um, and so that's the path that I took. And by the time I realized what was going on with crypto, because I mean, I just like, no, I swore it off. I had such a bad experience that I was just like, no, I'm done. By the time I realized what was going on, it was way too late. And, you know, I think we're in another crypto winter here now. But what I did notice is that $10,000, I think it was like $10,000 that I invested. All of a sudden, I went and checked it and I saw crypto was going nuts again. I went and checked it and it was worth like $18,000 all of a sudden. I'm like, holy crap, it works. <laughs> but the majority of that value uh, was I bought I bought some Binance coins. Yep. Um, 
I bought Binance in 2017 when it was like twenty dollars, and it and it had it had swollen up to like seven or eight hundred dollars or something crazy like that, and yep. so it was like eighty percent of the value of my portfolio was Binance, um, and I was like, man, maybe I should take this out. Nah, I'm gonna let it ride, and then and then the and then it crashed again, <laughs> so now it's probably worth like two thousand dollars again, but it the the reason that uh this story was so interesting is because when i told this story to brad guys brad started around the same time but instead of taking my path of just being jaded and like swearing it off he just started investing a little bit at a time and uh at least with our crypto portfolios we were in violently different places right now because of that um and so it's it's just been a it's been a really interesting um, kind of dichotomy between the two stories. Now that, now that I kind of see both sides, you're like, you're like nega Josh. You're like my nemesis. <laughs> you're like the bond <laughs> villain of my story. Right. I, I love this story. And the thing that I really enjoy the most about it, for those of you that are listening live and those of you that come and listen to the replay is, you know, hopefully it'll give you some hope because this is a, you know, an, an opportunity to not make the same mistake twice. Josh is a hundred percent correct that we are right smack dab in the middle of a crypto winter. You know, Bitcoin topped out at 68,000, uh, relatively close to October 11th or October 12th. And it's been downtrending ever since. I want to say it's sitting at about $19,000 today, but had you bought Bitcoin back in 2018 at its peak of 20,000 and just held it when it went up in 2021 to 60, 65,000, you would have made, you know, 300% on your money. And there's very, very few stocks that you could have bought in 2018 that would have tripled your money by 2021. And if you did find a stock like that, it would have been a very, very risky play, probably some type of penny stock or something that wasn't, you know, you're not going to probably triple your money on Microsoft in three years. It's a solid investment. You might make five or 10 or 20%, but you're not going to triple your money in three years. So I do love this story because it gives all of you that are going through this first winter some hope. All you got to do is hold on. When Josh talks about how we did the exact opposite thing, I wasn't any smarter than Josh. I didn't really know any more than Josh. I was just lucky that I had the right mentor, which is another good point. And I think Josh would agree that it's important to find the right mentors in life and listen to advice from the right people that know what you want to do. In other words, I don't care how successful you are in real estate investing. I'm not going to come ask you what stocks I should buy and vice versa. If you're super, 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 you know, stock guru made millions in stocks, but you've never bought an investment property, I'm not going to come and ask you about how to buy real estate. I'm going to talk to you about stocks. So I was very lucky that I had a mentor that had turned $9,500 into $2.2 million during that bull run. So right as I jumped in, I had a guy that knew what he was doing and that instilled in me belief. I've heard this saying many times, 1% doubt will take you out. 
And what mm-hmm. that really means, folks, is you can have 90, 95, 99% belief in something, but that little bit of doubt that you have will keep you from making the best decisions. It will scare you out of doing the things that will give you the massive success. So I'm just glad to have you on here. Thank you for sharing that story. I really appreciate your transparency. And, uh, you know, I hope that maybe uh, between now and the next bull market, which I believe is going to happen in 2024, 2025, maybe we'll get that portfolio portfolio of yours built up a little bit and you'll be able to experience, you know, some 10, 25, 50, maybe even 100 times your money type gains uh, in this next bull market. Well, that sounds great. We got to, you got to, you got to play to win, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. So one, one other uh, quick question that I had for you is uh, you talk a little bit about, you know, how busy people, we'll say people, because I'm sure that there's, you know, people that are watching this channel do have an entrepreneurial spirit, but there's probably also a lot of people that are watching this that just have, you know, nine to fives that are trying to figure out how they can work full time and pay their bills with their job, but then still, you know, give themselves an opportunity to educate themselves about the cryptocurrency space, maybe make some extra money through a side hustle or something along those lines that they can invest so that they can really take advantage of the next bull market. And I know one of the things that you are very, very good at is helping busy people find time, you know, to Focus on themselves rather than just always, you know, running around like chickens with their heads cut off, putting out fires. So how do you help the people that you coach and the businesses that you work with? How do you help them to manage their time better and to make time for all of the important things? Because I don't know about you, but one of the things that I hear over and over and over and over is I don't have enough time to do that. And I know it drives me crazy and you probably feel the same way, too. Well, I'll I'll give you one tip uh, that once you start applying this to your life, if you're very intentional about it, it will over time change your behavior and it will clear your schedule. Uh, And it has to do with telling yourself the truth. I am on a mission to eradicate the word busy from your vocabulary. The, the word busy uh, doesn't mean really what you think it does. Uh, and what you typically use it as is it's an enabler. It's an excuse. And I'm sorry, Brad, I couldn't get on your podcast today. I was just too busy. I've just been so busy. Man, I know we couldn't talk earlier, but man, I've just been busy. Sorry, kiddo, I couldn't come to your school play last night. I've just been so busy at work. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to forget our anniversary. It's just that I've been so busy lately. And I want you to change that word. And this, is, this is the key that's going to start making a difference because this is the truth. Busy doesn't mean anything. You're just using that word as a euphemism. And so instead of saying the word busy, the next time you want to say the word busy, I want you to replace it with the word unfocused because that's the truth. I'm sorry that I missed your school play, kiddo. It's just that I've been really unfocused at work. I'm sorry, honey, that I missed our anniversary. It's just that I've been really unfocused. 
sorry, Brad, I, I didn't mean to, I, I know we were having trouble getting our podcast scheduled. It's just that I'm really unfocused because that's what's real. And as soon as we start admitting what's real, then we can start allowing things in and in place of the bullshit stories that we tell ourselves. We're not busy. We make time for the things that matter most. We prioritize the things that matter most. If you're not doing something and you're saying, I'm too busy, it's because that thing is not enough of a priority for you to make the time. And so the first thing that you really have to do, aside from eliminating, it's a four-letter word. Get rid of it. Aside from eliminating word busy, the first real thing that you have to do is you have to get clarity on what you want. And that's a tough question sometimes to answer. It's tough to answer the question of what do you want? Well, you know, I don't know. I want to sit around. I want to travel. Like people say all kinds of things. Write it down. Get real specific. What do you want? And then the next question you have to ask is, what does it take to get what you want? And once you get clear on that, then you have to ask yourself, okay, how does what I'm doing align with what it takes so that I can get what I want? So everything kind of stacks up. What do you want? Get real clear on that. What does it take to get what you want? What, how is what you're doing aligning with what it takes to get what you want? And if there's no alignment between those three things, then you're not going to get what you want. You're going to keep churning through the same thing over and over and over again until you become an old man or an old woman full of regret, wishing that life hadn't passed you by. And I recommend, and I'm, I'm 42, and with each day that I wake up, I'm a little bit older, and I wish that I had seen these things a little bit sooner. I wish that 10 years ago I could have seen, you know, every day that you wait is a day you don't get back. So that's my recommendation to anybody that's looking to break free of whatever shackles you, you or society or your parents or your family or friends or whoever has, has placed on you. If you really want to break out of those, go through this process. What do I want? What does it take to get what I want? How does what I'm doing align with what it takes to get what I want? Once you have that kind of clarity, whether or not you make the change is on you. Because once you know, it's 100% your responsibility. Once you know what it takes to change and you don't change, that's your problem. But until you know it, it's somebody else. Like if somebody else can open your eyes to the possibility of, of what you can do and what you can accomplish and you don't take that path, you don't want it. Right. Awesome, man. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm loving this interview so much. I've never had somebody on the channel that said things the way that you said them. I've never had anybody on the channel explain it that way. And folks, if you noticed, I was kind of looking down a little bit while he was talking. It wasn't because I was busy on my phone. I was taking notes. 
I wrote it down, you know, be intentional, eradicate the word busy out of your, out of your vocabulary and change it to the word unfocused and then get clarity on what you do want. What does it take to get what you want? And then is what you're doing in alignment with what you want. So folks, I recommend, I wish I would have mentioned this sooner, but this is definitely the podcast. Some of them are fun to just listen to. We have a lot of, a lot of fun. This is fun, but at the same time, this is the podcast. And if you don't have a pen and paper handy, I definitely recommend going and grabbing one and definitely recommend you revisiting. What were we at about the 32 minute mark? So go back at least five minutes and listen to that again and write down the key points from it. Because you won't remember it tomorrow if you don't write it down. I've heard it said that I'd rather trust a short pencil over a long memory any day of the week. So thank you so much for, for that, man. I do, I do appreciate that. And I just knew after we spoke, uh, you know, on the phone or on our, on our you know, uh, Zoom call a week or two ago that this was going to be amazing. And it's just been absolutely fantastic. I know you're going to end up, uh, you know, being, being on the uh, channel again. So one other question that I wanted to ask you is now that they've got kind of this ballpark, you know, this, this outline, they've answered these questions. They've got some things written down. I know that you have some amazing strategies, some actual tools, you know, so what are some different ways that you like to help people get more done in less time? Yeah, certainly. So I, I've developed a personality profile assessment called the Do Zone DNA. You can you can access it. You can take it yourself at dozonedna.com. Uh, that is built to help you get clarity on how you tend to operate, how you get stuff done so that you can build the world and your environment around you for optimal performance. So if you are an entrepreneur, it's built for entrepreneurs, uh, and you're, you're looking to really maximize the value of your time and make sure that you're building the environment around you so that you can maximize that time, the Do Zone DNA is a great tool for you. I also have a podcast by the same name. It's called The Do Zone, uh, and I recommend that you check that out. We put out two episodes a week. One of them is a solo episode where I have a prompt and uh, I just look at it and I start talking for 10 minutes and whatever the hell comes out, comes out, <laughs> which has been an interesting exercise um, in itself, which has is, is really helped me kind of open up and uh, kind of organize my thoughts in an interesting way that I've never really done before. And then uh, towards the back half of the week, I have an interview uh, where I'll interview uh, an entrepreneur or a business owner, someone like Brad, uh, where we talk through what they're doing with their business and, and how they operate and how they get stuff done. So there's lots of lots of great little nuggets of wisdom in there if you if you check it out. Awesome. Do you care to expand a little bit on the? You talk about a 15 minute, uh, you know, like a 15 minute block of time and how the mind really isn't designed to spend, you know, people talk about taking an hour or two to try to finish a task. And I like the way that you explained, you like to break it down into shorter segments of time, even going as far as having a timer sitting there. Do you mind uh, explaining a little bit more about that system and how you've implemented it? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, in, in, Putting together the do zone, which is was an idea a year and a half ago, uh, I did a bunch of research, and 
in my research, it revealed that there were a bunch of people with science degrees who did a bunch more research. And I'm relying on that to be mostly accurate, at least. Uh, so what we found is the human brain can only really concentrate for about 40 minutes out of the hour, 40 to 45 minutes at a time. And then it needs a break. And another thing that we found through some scientific research is your productive, available productive time for any given day is up to six hours. And that's a, that's a max, like six hours is a lot. And so if you're working an eight hour day, uh, at a minimum, you're wasting two hours. Like you're completely unproductive for at least two hours of those eight, <laughs> according to science. Okay. You know, I'm not making any personality judgments here. Uh, and so there are some benefits to really breaking up your time and being intentional about what you're doing. Uh, if we just sit here and, and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write a script for this podcast that I'm doing. And two hours goes by out of that two hours, you were probably productive for like maybe less than half. And so again, awareness puts the responsibility on us to do it correctly. If I'm aware that I'm only going to be able to focus for 15, 20, 30 minutes, then I'm just going to block that time out. Uh, there's a uh, there's a concept called the Pomodoro technique uh, that you can you can look up. It's pretty popular. It's pretty widely known. But basically, you're you're working for a period of time, and then you take a small break where you do nothing else. You just walk away. So I've seen it many different ways. I've seen it like 25 minutes on, take a five minute break. 25 minutes on, five minute break. And there's different iterations of that. Um, but you set a timer. When that timer goes off, you get up and you leave. Doesn't matter what you're doing. I I, I, I tend to think that's a little more militant <laughs> than it needs to be. Uh, but when you use a timer, at least up front, it helps you, it helps you build some kind of mental blocks and mental barriers to how you operate. You might realize, oh, crap, that that timer went off way faster than I expected it to. I didn't realize 25 minutes went by that fast. Sometimes it may take a lot longer than you think. But the importance is not whether or not you stay exactly on with the timer. The importance is creating awareness because that awareness allows you to create structure. And when you have that structure, you're able to be much more efficient and effective with your time. And that's what it's all about. I love it. So I know in my personal case and probably some other people out there feel like this when I when I first started hearing about, you know, Google Calendar and Calendly and blocking out my time and like even I know that, you know, super elite performers, some of the people, you know, that are, you know, billionaires literally have their time blocked out. They have their time scheduled for like when they're going to spend time with their family. And when I first heard about that, I thought it was crazy and talk about militant. Like I thought I like to be part of the reason I like crypto is it gives me freedom. It gives me, you know, freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And so I was very hesitant and very stubborn, you know, to, to kind of fall in line with those things. Um, but I'm wondering your take on those things. And what I've kind of found in my own life is I'm still choosing what goes into the calendar and if anything, it's actually given me more freedom 
than the less freedom like I thought it was gonna is do you have you experienced that with your clients and how do you help people kind of overcome that hurdle in their mind? Uh, well, this is my calendar for today. <laughs> so uh, I keep it pretty full for the most part and I color code it so that I know what I'm supposed to be doing and, and what it's in relation to. Uh, I remember not too long ago, uh, I'm, a, I'm a single guy. And uh, I remember the first time that I put a, a date in my calendar, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking you know, Jennifer out at 730 to this restaurant down the street. And I put the time, the location and the person I was going to meet. Yeah. And I stuck that in my calendar and I'm like, maybe I've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, right? maybe this is. This is crossing a line somewhere. I don't, I don't know, but, but you know what? It wasn't late for that date. <laughs> and that's what mattered. Cause if it, at that point it was, it was one of those things where it's like, man, if this is not put in my calendar, I won't show up because I'm so used to like, okay, what's next? Um, almost every hour of my day is scheduled out at this point, even if it's off time, like, cause people schedule calls. And if I need to go and write something like I need to, I need two hours this afternoon to write something. Uh, I'm working on a launch right now. I have to block that time off that says, write the letter for this thing. And I need to put it in because otherwise somebody will fill that spot. I've got VAs, I've got uh, appointment setters. I've got, I've got all these people that are like trying to find time to squeeze in to talk to me. And if I don't own my time, somebody else will own it. I love that. If you don't own your time, somebody else will. Man, great, uh, right. great explanation there. I appreciate that. Definitely. That's something I'll that I'm, you, I'm working on every day. I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, I had a podcast interview with a lady named Monica Burke. Uh, and that episode will come out probably in the next couple of months. But she said along the same lines, this is I can't take full credit for what I just said, because what she said was. You've got to be centered on what you want. Otherwise, the world is going to tell you what you want. You know, and it's the same thing yes. about about anything. You've got to be in control of your time, because if you're not in control of your time, somebody else will be in control of your time. Absolutely. I love it. I just tried to post the link to the podcast in my here and it, it coming out about 10,000 letters long. I don't know exactly what yeah. I did wrong, but what it's uh, what it's the do zone. Uh, do zone.com. And you can go slash pod. You can just go to the do zone.com and there's a big fat button with a link to the podcast right there. You can also find it on Apple and Spotify. You can just go to the search tools on Apple or Spotify probably Stitcher too. And, uh, and it'll be right there. Awesome. Let's go back over here to the chat. I want to thank uh, all of you again for being here. We got arm 2010. We got quicker. He said he's watching this sucker at about 1.5 speed because he's 30 Woo! minutes late. Welcome, man. Well, thank you for I'm being here. I'm a slow here. talker. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Deadwood. Hey, thank you all for, for being here, man. Really appreciate you. So what is a what is an ideal client for you, Josh? So if somebody's sitting here watching the show and thinking, man, I really like what Josh has to say, I'd be interested in working with him or potentially maybe having my company connect with him and have him help, you know, the whole company have 
you know, better time management and, and better production? You know, what's a, what's a perfect client for you? And then what's the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so first of all, anybody listening, if, if you really love uh, mindset and uh, being purposeful and intentional about your time, I highly encourage all of you to check out my podcast. I put out two episodes per week. Uh, so there's a little bit for everybody. Uh, and that's called The Do Zone. You can get that on Apple or Spotify, or you can go to thedozone.com. Uh, as far as uh, people that I love uh, connecting with directly, uh, if you are an entrepreneur uh, who is looking to level up in whatever regard, whatever that may be, uh, I'm, I'm building something really special. Uh, I'm building a network of entrepreneurs who, again, are very intentional about their time. And uh, we are focused on goal setting and accountability and helping you set and crush your goals over the next 12 months. And uh, that's that's going to be open for everybody soon. It's not a super high-end, like five-figure coaching type, type of thing. Uh, it is a community that uh, is very reasonably priced, and you get a ton of value and a ton of support. And we're all here to make sure that you get more stuff done. And so if that's interesting to you, uh, you can reach me on any uh, any social media at JT literally at JT literally. Uh, you can send me a, a DM on Facebook or Instagram and I'll see that pretty much immediately. Uh, and you can also go to the dozone.com and there's some contact options there if you want to reach out to me there. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'll definitely have all those links in the description. As of right now, I've got the website and the podcast linked uh, before we get this all the way, well, it's, it's live right now, but be, when I'm getting ready to publish it officially, I'll get all of the links to your Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that out there too. So that'll be fantastic. And real quick folks, for those of you that stuck around, I always do a little bit of a uh, giveaway. Um, a lot of times I will redirect somebody. Like if you had a YouTube channel, I would redirect my viewers to your YouTube channel, have them subscribe to it. And, you know, maybe I make do have a, a comment YouTube channel. On you do have a YouTube channel. Awesome. What is, how do people find you on YouTube? You know, they, uh, I just started it, man. And so, because okay. I don't, I don't, I think I have, I think I'm under a hundred subscribers. And so they wouldn't let me do a custom URL. Um, okay. But you can find me, Josh Thomas. Um, you can search that. And I believe if the do zone doesn't have, uh, the updated link yet, it will very soon. Um, so I, I do have a YouTube channel and, if you can help me get to 100 subscribers, then I can change the name of it. <laughs> Man, I love, let me see. I'm uh, on Google yeah, and I'm YouTube searching Instagram. Josh Thomas. The dudes are beautiful. I found episode uh, 135 here. Let me click on that. And then uh, beautiful. Then I'm going to go to your uh, homepage. So Crushing Your Fear podcast is the name of the YouTube channel, correct? That is definitely not me. Um, that is not you. Well, it shows... Hmm. That's not me. Yeah, that's Michael Power. Yeah, uh, that's okay. So let that's me. a different dude altogether. So let, don't let worry me. about it. I'll I'll get you the uh, I'll get you the info. Um, yeah, I was on that Crushing Your Fear podcast. Ah, um, uh, you were on there. Yeah, I, was, okay. I was on that. Yeah, probably the easiest place to send people would be my Instagram at JT Literally. Awesome. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do, folks. We're gonna let this. Uh, we're going to let this roll for, for a few days, give you guys an opportunity. So what I want you to do if you're watching this is go to 
at JT literally on Instagram, take his very last post and go uh, like it and make a comment on it saying, you know, something, you know, about you found Josh through infinite crypto so that we know that you watch this, uh, this uh, podcast, this live stream. And then here in a few days, we're going to go back and we're going to pick out a winner. And the winner, we're going to pick out two winners, actually. We're going to pick out two winners. And both of those winners is going to get 25 bucks worth of a token called Demitra. Uh, DMTR is the ticker. I just spent a lot of time researching this project. Right now, it's sitting at about a penny. Its all-time high was $6. Um, I figured out that you know, $25 of it has the potential to turn into 10 or 15 or $20,000 if it gets back up to its all-time high. So definitely go nice. check out uh, Josh Thomas's uh, Instagram channel, make a post on his latest Instagram, make a comment on his latest Instagram, and then we're going to go back and we're going to give away 50 bucks worth of Demit tokens here in a few days. That sound good, Josh? That sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't know what my Fantastic. last one... Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, there was a podcast short on there. Yeah, so cool. Cool. In the meantime, we'll get his YouTube channel and we'll throw that in the description. Mitchell. And we're gonna help Josh get to a hundred subs, man. We can yeah. do it. I will get you. Uh, I've got a big, a big uh, Telegram group. Uh, you know, about two hundred and fifty or three hundred of my biggest supporters, my Infinite Crypto family, in a Telegram group. So I'll post that there once we have it. I've got another OTC group with eight or 900 members in it. So we're going to get you pushed up to a hundred fast, buddy. There you go. Appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. man. Well, I want to respect your time. I appreciate you coming on so much. I know that you've got a lot to do today. So we've been going for, you know, almost an hour. So I just, you know, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome back on the channel uh, anytime, man. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Any final parting words that you'd like to give to the viewers? You only, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. I, I want you to really, really think about what you're going to do with yours. Amen. All right. God bless everybody. We will see you in the next episode. Take care. Have a great day.